Hey, welcome back. We will get back to uh, my conversation with Roderick Martin in uh, just a few moments. Uh, but I also wanted to draw your attention to an interesting story on the uh, Coast website. His uh, 2,867 flight hours, much of it in combat and distinguished flying cross and four air medals, weren't enough to avoid a fatal crash near a Franklin, Kentucky farm exactly 75 years later now. Captain Thomas Mantell's flight that afternoon still remains shrouded in mystery. Mantell died while pursuing a UFO that was seen in the skies over Godman Army Airfield uh, by countless people throughout the region surrounding Fort Knox. You can read more of this story about the questions that remain 75 years after this mysterious Fort Knox UFO incident and a downed pilot. That's in the in the news section at coasttocoastam.com. All right, your questions and comments for Roderick Martin, host of Why the Big Secret, right here on Coast to Coast AM. And we're back with Roderick Martin, host of Why the Big Secret, the YouTube channel and the podcast. He's a certified MUFON field investigator in Texas. Roderick, before the break, I, I asked you the, the big Lollapalooza question uh, about whether part of the reason for the secrecy has to do with what Richard Dolan has called a breakaway civilization, that the keepers of the big secret, as you call them, have uh, at their disposal uh, alien technology, advanced technology. And uh, this is was hinted at by the late Ben Rich of Skunk Works, who said, we have the technology to send E.T. home. We have things out there in the desert and hangars that are 50 years beyond your wildest imaginations. Is that perhaps the reason that they're dragging their heels, that they don't care uh, about much of anything, really? They have the tech. They have all the toys. We don't. They're not about to give them up. You know, I'm sure we learned a thing or two about the technology used by extraterrestrials. But, you know, whether or not the big secret keepers are abandoning Earth, uh, or not, you know, I think it, it would all depends on what they believe and what they believe the intentions of these ETs. Now, I would say if they truly believe the ETs are a threat and <laughs> there was no way out of here, sure, I can see them leaving. On the other hand, if they know the ETs are not a threat, then maybe the plan is to stay here and continue enjoying the money and power that they get from this technology. But either way, if they leave, I hope they leave the keys under the doormats so that we can move into the big house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, let's dive into the calls. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's begin with Justin in Boulder, Colorado, on the wild card line. Justin, good evening. Welcome to Coast. You're on the line with Roderick Martin. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Doing great, great. Doing all right. So, I just wanted, so I worked as a PMC for a little period of time uh, early on in my career. And um, I was just curious about, you know, these, a lot of these things that were put forward by Congress um, said that they would be brought to light, et cetera, such things as the Tic Tac. Now, I just wanted to put some uh, thought process into this. I mean, not that you guys have been, I mean, you've been incredibly interesting the whole evening, but. Can you imagine if you were the first one to see the B-2 stealth bomber fly over? And I just always think about that kind of concept and how far ahead, uh, particularly our military is, testing, um, 
And also now we have a near peer or its peer adversary in China uh, that is developing products that is very, very much dangerous uh, to our security as a nation. And I was very, very much curious to think, to ask the question, do you believe that uh, many of these uh, sightings that have been occurred that you people have seen um, could possibly have been just uh, military aircraft or uh, military equipment that was being tested out in the world at that time. Great question, Justin. I mean, I've, I've said for, for many years, I, I think the vast, vast majority of sightings are advanced um, military weaponry and, and so forth made in the good old USA. Uh, Roderick, what say you? I agree with you. I agree with you both that we, uh, you know, are experiencing sightings of advanced military technology. I also believe that um, it's not um, China or somebody that is, you know, having these drones that can fly from coast to coast within seconds. Because, you know, I do believe in our military might that we are probably have one of the most fierce military on this planet. And if there's any other country out there that could have something that can go coast to coast in seconds and put a weapon on it, it would change our way of life instantly. And so both sides are probably uh, displaying their technology, but I will never rule out that some of these anomalies, UAPs that we see in the skies are of extraterrestrial um, origin because they are. And so uh, it's easy for the big secret keepers to kind of keep us, uh, you know, keep the public, you know, wondering and, and by literally probably on purpose, you know, displaying some of these uh, unusual looking crafts to get the conversation started to take us off what is really happening. All right, Justin, great call. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Kathleen, east of the Rockies, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Kathleen, good evening, good morning, welcome to Coast. Hi, Richard, and hi, Rod. What I'd like to ask you, Rod, with all these people that have been missing, like with Politis writing that 411 book and coming on, um, perhaps they're taking them, and perhaps um, they are... um, living here amongst us on this earth with their own um, underground way. You know, they live underground and then they come up either out of the ocean or out of caves or out of mountains. And and therefore, they go on, they're only detected when they come out in their flights. And perhaps what happens is they take people and they use people to, you know, experiment on them medically and also to produce, to genetically engineer. And perhaps that's a reason, too. And if our government knows about it, they're not going to tell us ever, because why would they? If they're already censoring us through Google and all this other stuff, and they're sitting in the offices of Google and all these other things. Why would why wouldn't they be hiding that dark secret too? 
And in the Bible, it does say in Obadiah, the book of Obadiah, uh, on the fourth verse, he God does reveal that you made your nests in the stars, and like, and he treats them like they're below the heathen. And then he goes on on to the ninth verse, and he calls them old tenements. So he's speaking to one of them in Obadiah, the book of Obadiah. All right, Kathleen, a lot of great points raised there. Uh, Roderick, where do you want to start? Missing people being taken by ETs, your thoughts? Well, David Pilates have done a lot of work on that for us, what's happening in our national forest. And, you know, of course, we've always had these stories of abductions over the years. It's not undocumented that these things are happening. Whether or not they live beneath the earth, um, you know, within the earth, uh, we do know the water has a high level of UFO uh, activities, UAP activities. And, and number one, because, you know, the earth is 73% water and mankind is I think it's only explored maybe three or four percent of our oceans, and we don't have technology, and they know that, or been there, or done that, and so therefore, it's a perfect place for them to have a civilization to go unnoticed and to monitor our civilization from. But once again, uh, biblically, yeah, there's a lot of things that talks about extraterrestrials in the Bible, and, and depending on a person's religion and how they view through their culture and lens is how they're going to perceive those stories, but, you know, as we go back to what she was saying, um, yeah, I, I, in my personal belief, I, I, you know, I think they're here. They've been here. Uh, Now, as far as abducting us um, for whatever nefarious reasons, uh, it's only, you know, we have to look back at some of these stories of some of these abductees and and how they describe their experience. All right. Great call, Kathleen. Thank you for that. Well, just give me a, a sense of where your mind is at with the alien abduction phenomenon, because we have sort of these two camps. Uh, one camp uh, seems to view the the alien uh, or, or or ETs as you know this our our, our brothers uh, out in space, and they're here to uh study us but also you know perhaps guide us and help raise our consciousness into the fifth dimension and and uh welcome us into the galactic federation and then in the other camp uh you know they're they're um they're these nefarious entities that are poking us and prodding us and as Kathleen indicated perhaps engaged in some kind of alien human hybrid program is it one, the other, a combination of both? Where where are you at with all of this, Roderick? Well, I think that where I'm at with it is I'm, I'm in the middle uh, because, number one, uh, you know, I, I've learned over the years when I talked to uh, Captain Robert Salas, who was one of the uh, Minutemen at the, I think, the Maastrom Air Force Base when he turned off our nuclear weapons and, and one of the things he taught me was, hey, we just got to trust the witnesses. And so, therefore, you're going to get witnesses that are going to tell you, like Whitley Strieber in his book, they probed him, uh, you know, basically did some nefarious things to him. When he gets down to that other camp, the CE5 camp, where, 
you know, it's the, you know, they come in peace and we summon them up and, you know, I, I, I take those two stories totally different, Richard, because they're just seeing lights in the sky. But these other people are being abducted and poked on, and they feel a little different about the outcome than just saying, hey, look at that. There it is. <laughs> you know, so, but I think it will all change if one of them landed and abducted all those people who were sitting there with summing them up. Uh, and, you know, so I just have a little more humor with it and think about it. But in the middle – is where I stand, um, and so both sides have a legitimate argument of what they think. All right, let's say hi to uh, Howard, west of the Rockies, Vancouver, Washington. Welcome to Coast, Howard. Good morning. Hello, Richard and Roderick. Uh, I have been following the uh, UFO subject for quite a few years, and I've uh, come to uh, think that uh, the greatest fear of our government has is not so much of the aliens, but uh, the idea of uh, having their technology fall into the hands of our adversaries. Now, uh, with that in mind, uh, this past week, there have been uh, several reports about uh, a UFO being shot down over southern Russia, and, and I was wondering if uh, MUFON had any additional information about that. Yeah, it's a great story. I mentioned it on Coast last night. I haven't gotten any. Um, I've gotten personal texts from people that sent, you know, look at this clip. You hear about this um, all the time. And it, it even sparred into, oh, well, the UFOs or the ETs are keeping um, them from using their nuclear weapons with this thing that's happening uh, in the other country. And so it just, it just sparks into so many things. But it's, I mean, the story that they shot down something uh, probably, uh, you know, could have happened. And, and, and we, never, we won't know uh, because, it's, again, it's going to be kept a big secret uh, until we get some footage from people uh, or some boots on the ground that actually saw something. So, but as far as MUFON concerned, uh, it is probably surfacing, you know, or moving about our organization. But me personally, I get a lot of, you know, personal texts and emails from my, you know, followers that, you know, talks about that story. But I haven't done any total investigation in it. Yeah, I'm wondering if it was a drone or something. But uh, as you say, there hasn't been a lot of information uh, coming out since the initial report, which was, what, about five days ago. I think last Tuesday it came out. So we shall see. Howard, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Um, let's see, uh, let's say hi to, uh, Charles is in Sebastopol, California. Charles, welcome to Coast. You're on the line with Roderick Martin. Hi there, and hi, Robert. Uh, great subject. So I've been following UFO things for many, many years, but here's the one I want to ask about. In this recent, uh, congressional hearing, where they were supposed to be looking at examples from, say, the TikTok flybys and some other examples, what they showed was an extremely brief, like a couple of seconds, of one of the TikToks flying by, and that's well, and they didn't even bother to tell about multiple radar stations tracking the same objects, multiple pilots seeing the same objects over a length of time, the fact that these things had gone from 50,000 feet down to ocean level, in fact, into the ocean, back out again. There was a lot of evidence they bothered not even to talk about at all, which was really um, discomforting. 
So my thought was, I wonder how many of the Congress people who were there realized that maybe there was more to it, or they just shrugged their shoulders and said, oh, there's nothing there after all, and kind of walked away. I was wondering what, what depth of perception or penetration into the congressional thoughts that Henry might have had. Great question, Charles. Is that for you? Is that for you, no, Richard, for you, or you want me to you, take it? You take that one, Roderick. Well, uh, great question, great observation. I think in the end of the day, uh, they're all on the same team, okay, all of the Congress. They, they have to be. They took an oath to protect uh, and serve the people of the United States in the best interest. So although they had to give us something, you, you have to look at the undercurrent of conversations when it comes down to what they display. Uh, for example, when we first saw the Tic Tac video, you, when they played the recording, what did we hear? You hear excitement. Yo, yay, look at that thing, right? But when 60 Minutes interviewed them, they was a little nervous. They was fear. There was a lot of things. So that's something you don't want out in the public, that our military are fearing something we can't defend ourselves from. So those narratives changed. So when they decided to do this congressional hearing, they knew all they had to do was scratch the surface. But if you looked at the camera angles that they were showing, there was a lot of empty seats there that people wasn't really taking it serious because they probably knew they was just going to show us some little bleeps of things. And then you had people saying, oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's all I knew. Oh, I never heard of that. Uh, so that, you know, wag the dog theory or system that they have is there. And so we, the people, uh, yourself, you know, people like us that still have these conversations, and we just got to hope that more and more younger people that begins to get into politics, uh, go in uh, and replace, and this is what's happening anyway, uh, and begin to replace some of these people that's been there for 20, 30 years, uh, keeping a big secret to keep them. And, and that's how we got to approach it. All right. Roderick, we'll take another time out, bottom of the hour, back with more calls, more of our conversation. Here's Kevin Morby taking us into the break. Beautiful Strangers, singer-songwriter born in Lubbock, Texas. Hey, it's a bit of a Texas theme show tonight. Back with more right here on Coast to Coast AM. Welcome back. Say hello on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. The website, strangeplanet.ca. All right. A, uh, a newly discovered comet could be visible to the naked eye as it shoots past Earth and the sun in the coming weeks for the first time in 50,000 years. According to astronomers, the comet is called C2022E3ZTF. I keep telling you, they have to come up with more romantic names for these celestial bodies. Uh, C2022E3ZTF. Uh, after the Zwicky Transient Facility, which first spotted it passing Jupiter in March of last year, after traveling from the icy reaches of our solar system, it will come closest to the sun on Jan 12th and pass nearest to Earth on February the 1st. It'll be easy to spot with a good pair of binoculars and likely even with the naked eye, provided the sky is not too illuminated by city lights or the moon. You can read more about the uh, comet in the In the News section up at coasttocoastam.com. Say, if you like what you hear from me tonight, this morning, and you want, to mo you want to know more, you can visit my recently revamped, redesigned website, strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and there you can stream 
and subscribe to my podcast, Richard Serrett Strange Planet. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Richard Serrett Strange Planet. And if you want to get deeper into Strange Planet, you might want to think about a premium subscription. There are three subscriber tiers to choose from. You get access to my uh, back catalog, commercial-free listening, a free subscription to my monthly newsletter, discounts on merchandise, and even an exclusive monthly Q&A with me over Zoom, strangeplanet.ca. It's a one-stop shop, strangeplanet.ca. All right, back to uh, more of your calls for Roderick Martin, the host of Why the Big Secret, right here on Coast to Coast AM. And we're back with Roderick Martin, certified MUFON field investigator and the host of Why the Big Secret on uh, YouTube and uh, the podcast as well. Uh, Back to the phones we go. And let's see, uh, Paul is in Buffalo, New York. Paul, welcome to Coast. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Richard. Good morning, Roderick. And my, my call is, uh, I, I guess it's the basic skeptic call. We're now 75 years from the alleged incident at Roswell, and yet we're still not an intergalactic society. Um, none of these miracle technologies have manifested, and we're supposed to believe that for 75 years, the United States government, the former Soviet government, now Russian government, have um, almost, um, I guess you would say, omnipotently kept this secret from the world. Meanwhile, we can't even withdraw from Afghanistan, and they can't prosecute a war against Ukraine without looking like idiots. I I find the whole idea of a vast conspiracy by our inept governments uh, laughable, frankly. All right. Uh, Excellent points. Paul, uh, Roderick, what say you? Well, I think that, um, you know, it, that 75-year time frame is, is definitely by design uh, of keeping things a secret from us and keeping it all mystical and, and so that we really don't know what's really happening. At the same time, yeah, we, we still have things that are happening in society in real time with all these other countries, with things are changing. But you better believe that this particular um, secret disclosure is a global uh, work um, of all these people working together. It's not just the United States that wants to keep it a secret. It's Russia. It's China. It's all these countries because it all boils down to the technology. And whoever gets it uh, is not going to tell the other country. Uh, but we know we have a lot of it because we can see the remnants in, in some of the, the aircraft that we design and some of the weaponry that we use. And so um, it's just the beginning. 75 years is just the beginning. It's going to continue um, to play out on a global uh, side of things, and then it's going to then come down to, you know, you know, our countries individually and how we all approach the subject. But, Paul, I think Paul's point, uh, not to put words in your mouth, Paul, is that if they had the technology, if the United States had the technology, surely they would have used it by now. But, you know, if you see the ineptness, as he says, with the uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan and uh, our adversaries clearly are not are not using it. Uh, if nobody's using it, then does anybody have it? Yeah, I mean, we are using it. The technology exists in our everyday life. 
uh, from whether it's micro trips or whether it's uh, things that are happening, you know, in real time with everyday technology. Now, as far as in military concern, yeah, we 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 don't have to display future alien tech when our current tech from the aliens is already working today. You know, it's no stance that what's happening over there in the other countries and how they're able to withstand themselves from Russia, you know, is based on some of our technology that we've used um, or helped or aided, so to speak. And, and a lot of our technology, which is probably using old technology, is probably from reverse engineering over the years. And so we we have the tech. It's there. We use it. It's our secret. It's what's keeping us in power. It's what keeps us safe uh, from other countries that don't have that information. And that's what is happening. All right, Paul, great call. Uh, Wildcard line, Carl is in Boston. Carl, good morning. Welcome to Coast. Hi, hi, Richard. Uh, uh, anyway, hi there, uh, I ahead. guess I'd say uh, I had a comment, but uh, earlier lady or woman uh, had answered it. But, um, you know, I, I guess I tend to agree. I don't think that they're... There's, I mean, I'm on the side of the fence that I don't think they're nefarious. I think they're here to help us. You know, the ancient Egyptians, you know, I see things all over. And, you know, I guess my question is, is when do you think they're going to touch down? Because it's all over social media that, you know, they're they're coming down soon and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, what is your best hypothesis? Or have, have they already done that? You know, I heard there was... Uh, you know, uh, touched down the White House lawn back in the 40s or 50s. And, you know, uh, I was just wondering what you thought of that, sir. All right. He's looking for a mass UFO invasion, a, a, a time frame, I guess. <laughs> well, there was a time. I don't know if you remember, Richard. Um, there was the Israeli prime uh, minister, I think, or wherever he was over there, UFO program. He predicted that. It's coming because the UF, the extraterrestrials think it's time to reveal themselves. Um, but if you think about what we say about these ETs, that they are higher intelligence, uh, they have all of this um, higher technologies. And one thing's for sure, they already know uh, the implications of our social um, you know, statue that they were to show up today and how religion and all of these things would take place. And so, therefore, I don't think if they are in peace, they're not going to come and rattle the ship like that. Um, and so, therefore, that's one perspective that I have. But the only other side of the fence, if the stories are true, that they're working with the people that's in power, then, once again, um, the system is going to go as far as it can go. Uh, but we also, also, as I conclude here quickly, is that, just like the human race, we, we have different race of people and all over the world, then there's different species uh, of extraterrestrials, and they all could have a different perspective on what's happening with Earth and what they want to do with the humans or explore or all of these different things. And so we just don't really know who's behind it all. Uh, it's like, you know, Dorothy, we don't we need to pull back that curtain. All right. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the uh, Israeli. I think that was the the uh, the, the retired space chief, uh, and this was a couple years ago. He made this remark about, 
ET already being here and, and as you say, working with governments and so forth. And then like, we haven't heard from him in a while. It was, uh, Hamish Head, I think his name was, uh, he just kind of, I don't know, vanished off the face of the earth, unless I've missed something. I haven't heard anything from, from him recently, but, uh, I mean, that's a, that was a pretty momentous statement. I think right up there with, uh, Canada's former defense minister, Paul Hellyer talking about UFOs. And then you had this former Israeli space chief saying something, uh, pretty sensational and, and then crickets. <laughs> it always seems to happen that way. All right. Well, let's say, and, and, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And this is where this whistleblowers act need to come from. And that's the reminiscences, you know, why people don't talk because the ones that do, they disappear. All right. Let's say hi to, uh, we're going to go to Randy in Chatsworth, California. Randy, good morning. Welcome to coast. Hey, thank you. Great show tonight. I wanted to uh, share some information I gleaned from Stu Webb at stuweb.com. He's a very high-level whistleblower from the CIA, and he had befriended the son of Learjets, and the son told him that the government contracted his dad to build some 150 anti-gravity aircraft. So I've always thought since I heard that that many of these UFO spottings it's coincidental that they have the red and blue lights, just like our aircraft do. I mean, do you think that uh, extraterrestrials glean that information from us, or are these really government aircraft? I believe they're government aircraft, and I believe that they have a purpose. And like your thoughts on that? Well, I agree with you, Randy. I think we discussed earlier with a, with another caller about this, the idea that that uh, probably you know the vast majority of UAPs are uh, advanced U.S. military aircraft. Uh, Roderick, did you want to add anything to that? Well, I I think that um, yes, when you think about the traditional light. Uh, that we see or the color schemes that they're using. Um, But then again, you know, like I said before, we're we're talking about, you know, intelligent life forms. We're talking about that they're trying to blend in in within our society when they're flying over and they could easily uh, use colors and things that are familiar and and work with the narrative of, um, yeah, they're not seeing us. They're seeing their own stuff. But I'm with the caller. You know, a lot of these things are going to be uh, government uh, aircraft. Uh, and at the same time, our government understands that whatever we see in the sky, and, and I tell everybody, whatever is in the sky that's unidentified is a UFO, no matter what it is. But if we don't know what it is, it's an unidentified flying object. So uh, definitely when we see craft of unknown origin, um, that or new technology that we have not seen in the past, then yeah, we're going to call it a UFO. All right, I think we can squeeze in. Uh, ben is in Augusta, Maine. Ben, welcome to Coast. Oh. Hello. Go ahead, Ben. Hi, Ben. You're on the air with Roderick Martin. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I uh, I wonder like how we're listening to the scenario it could be that maybe like if we ever develop time travel and, you know, maybe this is us coming back and, um, you know, this is why we're, you know, there's, there's, there's coming at us in a distant way that, you know, the, you know, 
that is actually us in the, in the future versus like you know another UFO, uh, another um, you know, species from another planet. Um, I'll tell you my answer up in line. No, it's a great question. I mean, that's the, the yeah, the time traveler hypothesis. Uh, it's been discussed on Coast many times. I've discussed it on my podcast. Uh, have you ever gotten into that uh, that that subject matter, Roderick? That 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 uh, the, the pilots of these crafts are basically our um, uh, they're us, they're us from the future. Yeah, I've I've heard that a lot. I did a show. Um... Uh, a YouTube video or live stream about time travels this past week. And we talked about that. And I think that, you know, it's possible that it could be us coming back from the future. But if, if it is, then it'll be a lot easier for them to show ourselves because why we will look like them. Um, so, I, you know, um, I don't think that at the end of the day that we are experiencing that because I, I heard a story someone said, well, uh, there was a time travel picture that I saw that a person was coming back to uh, view some event in the past. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's great. But at the end of the day, um, if they are tra- time travelers from our future and it is us, then it will be a lot easier for them to present themselves uh, because we won't be startled by what we see versus uh, anything else. All right, I'm going to try and squeeze uh, Glenn in here from La Junta, Colorado. First-time caller, Glenn, welcome aboard. You're on the line with Roderick Martin. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Yes, I read a while back, I'm not sure just when or where, but that these ETs were communicating with our government, and it was at their request that this stuff, was to be kept secret. They wanted to communicate with our government only. That's the way they wanted to work with this planet, all governments. They figured it was a lot safer, probably for them as well as us, to not uh, have communication with the public. They were better off communicating uh relating with our government because there's a lot less uh, individuals in the government than there is a the general public. Right. And Cut out the middleman. Glenn, great, uh, great call. Thank you for calling and uh, welcome aboard. You're now officially registered as a, uh, a coast to coast AM caller. Uh, Roderick, how do we, uh, how do we subscribe uh, to the, uh, the YouTube channel, the podcast? Why the big secret? Well, basically, go to uh, the YouTube channel. Just do a search, Roderick Martin, then Why the Big Secret. The channel should come up. You can definitely subscribe it. Uh, just subscribe to YouTube. Um, the podcast, of course, is anywhere where you hear, uh, listen to your podcast. Um, the website, whythebigsecret.com, is a great way to make contact. If there's a contact form, if you have stories or things that you want to share, especially in the African-American community. We're really, truly uh, searching and, and, and really trying to put together uh, a past timeline of some of these events. And, and so whether you're none, uh, whether, you know, you're not black, that's fine. You know, we all work together as one is for the collective of, of ufology. You may have, you know, African-American friends that, you know, that may have some stories. Just 
send them my way. I'm, I'm really painting a picture and really trying to do that. So that's where they can find me, uh, YouTube. Uh, tell them to go to YouTube and, and go to the website, wildabixsecret.com. Roderick, what a great pleasure. Thank you so much for hanging out for two hours. I enjoyed it. I hope you did. Oh, my God, yeah. It was great. Anytime and just, uh, you know, again, I, I really appreciate you having me here, Richard. Roderick Martin. All right. Hour two, Lost Secrets of Ancient America. Stay tuned. More to come on Coast to Coast AM.